Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and today, the one-hit wonders of 1988, including this little ditty from a man named Bobby McFerrin. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Ah, yes. Indulgent. And with us today, our own one-hit wonder from the St. Pete Times, Sean Daly. At least you didn't call me fat today. I'll no. take that. I'll take the one hit wonder over You're being that. You're looking quite uh, svelte, and all the ladies have noticed. What are you talking about? Not a day goes I by. I haven't gotten rid of the baby weight yet. Not a day goes by when someone says, has Sean lost weight? You're lying. What, are you lying. trying to date me now? You know, no, it always happens. They love you. They love you daily. You don't have to lie about me. We don't have another woman here in the... Uh, it's uh, just me in the recording Okay, well, you're, you're still a fat f- Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it, Spearsy. Hey, My good man. No, but we actually are here to talk about the one-hit wonders of uh, 1988. And this, this is. A sad I was 18 years old in 1988. Steve, how old were you? 48. 48 years old. No. Uh, but this is kind of a sad moment because uh, we're so very perilously close to the end of the 80s. Now. This is what I love about these shows. 1987 was pretty bleak for one-hit wonders too. I think. Right. Oh yeah. We didn't have a very good show on that no, one. No. But you get increasingly forlorn the closer we get to the 90s. Is there a, is there a story today about your, your woe, your misery? Well, it's, it goes without saying. I, I don't know how many people know this, but there's an unwritten rule here that once we get to, uh, through the one-hit wonders of 1989, the show ends. And uh, that'll be it for Stuck in the 80s. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You go back to bagging groceries at Publix? Yeah, no. We'll have to come up with other more original ideas for uh, shows on the last minute. You'll come up with something. You always do, Spearsy. You always do. No, I have no magical story. There might be a magical story that reappears as I listen to some of these great tunes. We'll and, see what happens. And by great, I mean really bad. Yeah, but this is an old school podcast. Old school. There ain't no broads or dames or chicks around. Jill and Stephanie have been, have been tucked away in bed. Probably they're scared. Midnight Madness here stuck in HR. the 80s. They're down yeah. in HR filling out their forms. Yeah, going down the... I was offended. Click. Repulsed. <laughs> click. Anyway. Well, let's so, give them some more music. No, give them some Bobby McFerrin. Tell me a little bit. Did you ever try that? No. Uh, it kind of annoys me that he also did the uh, themes. I hate that song, by the way. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Because it goes against everything you believe in. Yeah, I, I believe in being uh, uh, worry all the time and be forlorn. <laughs> My version didn't do that well. Um, it reminds me of the. Uh, it reminds uh, me of the movie Cocktail. I'm totally going to be Ed McMahon to your uh, yeah. Carson. It reminds today. me of Cocktail. Remember with uh, Tom Cruise when they finally cut to the island scene where he's the bartender suddenly, 
they're playing uh well they play a little bit of uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys but they also that play a little bit of this too. song and uh yeah it does suck. That was a bad year for music. But uh McFerrin went on and of course did the theme song to the Cosby show. Let me ask you a question about Co- Have you ever been a bartender? No. I'd love to be with one though. When Cocktail came out. Yeah. Would you were you the asshole at the party who tried to do all the the bottle flipping yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. And you get up get your fat ass on the top of a bar and say some stupid poem? I don't think I ever did that, but I guarantee I flipped. Here's a limerick by Stephen Q. Spears. (laughs) There once was a Spearsy's Law Number One. (laughs) If there's one sip of wild turkey left, it's mine. (laughs) What's your uh, pickup line you always do? I always bag you on. Hey, this could be our last night on earth, baby. (laughs) Let's Uh, make it one to remember. My 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 go-to pickup line is always. I only regret the chances I never took. Now I want to bone you. That's really good. It is. You've honed that perfectly. It's good. You gotta. You have to have a tear fall from your eye at the right moment if you right. can do it. <laughs> and have uh, Prince uh, Purple Rain be playing in the background. <laughs> That's extra bonus. Anyway, Bobby McFerrin is a relic of 1988. We shall speak of him no more. Yeah, however, uh, somebody on your blog did uh, take issue with us calling Bobby McFerrin a one-hit wonder, and someone's like, he won 10 Grammys. Did he? Yeah. Well... Bobby McFerrin, bitches. Yeah. So so uh, as soon as I end the Stuck in the 80s blog, I'll start the Bobby McFerrin blog. <laughs> exactly. Today in Bobby it's McFerrin. It's skyrocket. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, what is next on our time trip through course was giant steps another lover classic song obviously influenced by a young man by the name of prince you think yeah <laughs> come on it's a total really? prince ripoff I, I, uh, give me something about uh giant steps giant steps was actually a uh, pop duo from england as many of the bands today will be uh 1988 big year for the english uh, invasion uh consisting of colin campsey great name and george mcfarlane and uh, they were previously known as The Quick. They only had one album. So not only are they a one-hit wonder, they're a one-album wonder. It was released, obviously, in 88. And uh, this was the big hit in America. And when they get back together, Steve, you will have this epic blog entry about Giant Steps is back. And you'll get some, like, 30,000 hits on it. No, because I can't do top five songs from Giant Steps. <laughs> Another lover. <laughs> Another Lover 12-inch remix. <laughs> Another Lover dance edition. <laughs> Another Lover Prince Prince tribute. No, I can't do anything about them. You mock me for my uh, for my love of uh, 80s bands reunions, and I take that personally. Listen, listen. next week, I'm going to tease a little bit here. Next week, we're recording a podcast on the Indiana Jones series, and you for some reason, they're all pissed off about this new Indiana Jones movie. And I'm like, and you're like, but come on, they should put them out to pasture. And yet you, Spearsy, you support these relics of the 80s like Giant Steps and Kaja Gugu, and yet when Harrison Ford, Indiana effing Jones, comes back, you badmouth them. So that's what I take issue with. I offer no defense other than to say that Harrison Ford hasn't made a decent movie in 15 years. Save it for next week. But Harrison Ford and Giant Steps are basically the same thing. 
Oh. You support one and not the other. Give me another song. Okay, fine. Here you go. We know you like us girls, so you better get sterile. Cause we are the home chicks that are rocking your world. Supersonic. Supersonic. Uh, supersonic. I, lo- I love that song. Let me tell you why I love that song, Spearsy. Let me tell you. Because when I was a young man, I dated a young woman, a beautiful young woman, by the name of Madly Diffenbaugh. Drink, 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 blue eyes are not bright, as stars when they're shining on me. Drink, drink, drink. Yes, and Madly, uh, one of her first seduction maneuvers might have been a hover. I might have gotten the hover from Natalie. She hovered over me with this lascivious grin on her face as Supersonic by the great J.J. Fad was playing. And I felt helpless, titillated, yet helpless. I don't think the words, the great J.J. Fad, have ever been put together before in a sentence. So that Supersonic means a lot to me. God, I, can, I, can, I can sort of, I'm picturing that, uh, the hover. That could be a pretty... I think I just, I just realized that. that na- I learned everything I know about the hover... And about sexual relations, <laughs> I learned from Natalie Diffenbaugh. You know, you know, if you if you imagine the hover coming from a female, it, it's sexy. It's hot, it's sexy. A, like a like a panther like yeah. yeah crouch. But from you, it just makes me nauseous. <laughs> it, you heard from the forever fiance, the hover works. Yeah, well, you get you knocked out two. Get pumpkins. in here for a second and lay down on the table. <laughs> okay, give me a second. <laughs> hey, while while we're, while I'm in there, I'll play this next song. Okay. I'm speechless, Sean. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? It does. I just hovered above you like a magician. Having Sean do do the hover while I listen to Pump Up the Volume <laughs> might just be the most surreal moment of my life. Hold on, let me come down from my hover. <laughs> Told you. Now you can use it on uh, Unsuspecting Prey now. Oh, yeah. There's got to be really on the down low with this. Hey, Pump Up the Volume is by what? Mars? Can we call him Mars or is it M A R R S? I guess it's Does Mars. Does it matter? The only single released by this uh, British Recording Act uh, was number one hit in the UK and generally regarded as a significant milestone in the development of house music. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all you need to say about it. Proof that it sucks forever. Why do, why do you hate these great party dance tracks? I don't from like the dance 80s. tracks. I don't like. To me, the 90s was, was the era of house music. And I think that. You see it creeping in right now, and I hate house music. I don't like to dance. I've never liked to dance. And th- this is this. Music- I've never seen you dance. No, it's not. We fun. have been to a. Have we talked about this before? A dance club in Disney World called yeah. Mannequins, where there's this giant rotating dance floor, and you and I were on the dance floor together with right. a young woman by the name of Sharon Fink, and but we all just kind of sat there and talked. As uh, everyone did that, you just get on the dance floor and it spins around. No one's actually dancing. If you tried to dance on a revolving, I might have grooved. Floor. I might have yeah. turned my back to you and like busted out a little, you know, white man's overbite. Yeah, but I didn't want to have to look in your eyes as a, not like when I hovered. I do my signature. I'm putting out a cigarette stub move <laughs> what, on your foot, on the bottom of your foot. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of, I just kind of stab at the ground and twist a little bit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. 
That's if the if I always do. Jen makes fun of me at home because I I do the bird when I'm dancing. I I flap my wings a lot. <laughs> I don't mean to be doing an impression of uh, of waterfowl, but I always that's kind of my move. One of these days, I'm just gonna take flight God. like a beautiful eagle and soar off to the sounds of pump up the volume. God, not my favorite song, but it gets better. It gets better, starting with this song. Leads you here, despite your destination. That of course was "Under the Milky Way" by The Church. Another, uh, another really hot button uh, issue on your blog. People were uh, enraged that you called The Church a one hit wonder. What do you have? To, how, how do you rebut? Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. <laughs> Jeez, you're insane. But anyway, these people have a point. However, uh, to the general public, The Church was probably a one hit wonder. You know, uh, Rick Springfield covered this song within the last couple of years. Wow, that's not interesting at all, Steve. <laughs> no, but <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, when we interviewed him, when we interviewed him during that... Hey, no, do not set me up. Do not set me up for this. No, but he talked about... No, I'm not going to play your interview clip again. We don't have 15 minutes to spare. <laughs> but uh, he did talk about how much he loves this band and how much he, he always kind of felt like they didn't get the... The credit they were due for their for their role in the eighties, and I agree. You know, but unfortunately, you know, for better for worse, at least in the U.S., one hit wonder. Did you put them on the list today to to uh, encourage controversy and vitriol? No, I, I put them on the list to uh, just you know give us all a reminder of how great uh, they once were. Okay, well, let's really piss people off by playing this next one, who are also calling a one hit. Oh, wonder. I hate this next song. Somebody, please explain the attraction of Midnight Oil to me. Dude, Peter Garrett, the lead singer, is 7'5 and has a bald head. He's a badass. Unless he's a basketball player, I could give a <laughs> shit. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the voice. If Peter Garrett doesn't kick your ass in from down under, yes, our Aussie listener is going to beat your ass with a kangaroo bone. Yeah, but I got my buddies in New Zealand. They got my back. <laughs> So, uh, no, I never really liked Midnight Oil. I don't like the sound of the music. I don't like Do an the impression voice. of the guy singing. Out where the river rolls. God. I didn't just, know Dylan led. Uh, it it sounds like uh, Stan Ridgway from Wall of Voodoo is what it sounds like. I don't, I don't like it. Although I, I do like Wall of Voodoo, so go figure. Um, anyway, supposedly the song is a plea for land rights of indigenous Australians. Yeah, Peter Garrett is now the environmental minister. Yeah, I Australia. believe so. Yeah, it's yeah, so, pretty cool. So they're just well, hey, I think they're more than a one-hit wonder, but Steve, hey, if you want to say they're one-hit wonder, go ahead. You deal with it. If I've de- Listen, I pissed off the entirety of Canada, all right? How many more people in Canada are you know, Australia? You know, I have noticed a, few, a lot fewer emails from Canada ever since that one show. Are you serious? Yeah. Once wow. upon a time, we were golden up there. I thought Canadians are supposed to have a great sense of humor. Very dry. <laughs> I like the climate. Anyway, here's our next song. I'm 
That, of course, is The Promise from uh, England's When in Rome. And I recently purchased this uh, song after it it plays over the credits of Napoleon Dynamite. Right. At least that final scene where they're playing tetherball. Yeah. I'd love to play tetherball against you. I would beat your ass. Oh, you're so dreamy. Dude, you're, you're, you're small. You're very small hands for a large man. I, I would you use could... my whole arm, though. <laughs> I would cheat. I would so cheat. I would kick your ass. Just but like... anyway, uh, when you buy this song, I think you, you, you have to buy the entirety of the Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. To get this one song? To get the one song. And the song is nine minutes long because they tack on the alternate ending. So you don't get this pure song. It, it bothers me a little bit. I'm like a head case for stuff like that. But it's a beautiful song. It is. Um, unfortunately, I associate it with the very final breakup I ever had in college. Oh, hold on, everybody. It's a sad sack Steve Spears song. Cue the music. Love stinks. Love stinks. I have my own theme music now? <laughs> How's that even possible? Just get on with it, mopey. God. Uh, the girl I dated in college, Julie. Julie? Julie. Was she hot? What'd she look like? Uh, five, eight. Let me write down her measurements. Dirty blonde hair. Dirty blonde? Dirty blonde. Five, eight, dirty she blonde. She was dirty in every way. This is before I learned to appreciate dirty. She was great dirty smile. in great every smile. way. All right. Yeah. But, um... Great smile. Yeah. And was her uh, smile the only clean thing about her? <laughs> or was that filthy and grimy as well? That's that's so bad. Come on. Even even I have to like shake my head in discontent. I, I was asking another smile. <sighs> anyway, uh, we ended up going out for two years. And uh, the last time I saw her is we, when we were still together was at this bar. And uh, the last song that played before I said goodbye was... Uh, you know, when in Rome, the promise. And uh, I didn't call her for like a week after that. And then she shows up at my doorstep. She's like, well, I guess we're breaking up. I'm like, yeah, I guess we are. And, Had you guys ever done it? Oh, we've been going out for two years. Oh, I guess you have. Okay. So, so she's like, well, I've, I've come over to get my stuff. And uh, so I, 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 she comes inside and there's, uh, you know, all the gifts that she's given me over the years and there's stuff like this. She doesn't want any of that. She wants... She wants three things. Uh oh. She wants. Let me the, write these down too. She wants the lingerie that I bought her one time at JC Penney's. JC Penney's. <laughs> Boy, that wasn't really risque lingerie. Peach, peach colored lingerie from JC Penney's. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. She wanted the frozen lasagna that her mom had made for the two of us to eat uh, on our anniversary. Frozen lasagna and lingerie. So Got I it. gave her that, and of course. She wanted the battery-powered buddy that was uh, hidden underneath the bed. A vibrator? Yeah. Those are the three things. Everything else I could keep. So uh, we put them in a little Did box. Did you barter at all? Did you like... <laughs> I know you wanted to keep the frozen lasagna. I wanted to keep the lasagna big time. It was a great <laughs> lasagna. I, I, and you were probably wearing the lingerie. Yeah, so she had to wash that. But no, those are the three things. And then... Um, what color was the vibrator? Purple. Was a big giant like no no no. It was, you know it's funny because you know you're so when you're when you're 18 or 19 years old or whatever I was when I bought it, you're, you're so embarrassed. First of all, you don't know where to go get them, and and then you don't know what you're going to do. So I I went to one of the novelty shops in the mall. You know, like uh, Spencer's. Spencer's yeah. yeah, they have like manty hose and stuff. Right, like that. and and they they sold vibrators, and so I went in there to get one, and of course I pull up the whole 
this is I, so I put it on the counter. You know, I bought like five other things as well that I didn't need. You're like, oh, <laughs> look, his gifts. Sneezing powder. A Freddy Krueger, a Freddy Krueger mask. <laughs> yeah. Sneezing powder and a vibrator. Uh, and one of those. Uh, what are those lights called? The vol- lava lamps. Lava lamps and a vibrator. <laughs> and so, um, glow in the dark uh, poster, Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> so I got all this stuff. And I'm like, and, and I tell the guy, this is. I said, I'm, I'm going. To, it's a gag party. I'm going to a gag party. That's why I have all these things. And he's just looking at me like, dude, you're not the first guy that bought a vibrator for his girlfriend. So I, you know, that's how I bought it. But uh, those, I lost all three of those things that day. So, so. <laughs> it's like a Wonder Years episode. Yeah, except for no Winnie. <laughs> uh, let's play a song to get me out of this morose condition. Yeah, let's something funky. Here we go. This one reminds me of Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, doing the butt. The butt by EU, Washington, D.C. zone. EU, the uh, Kings of Go-Go. I've seen these guys before. You have? I saw them open for, I want to say, George Clinton. And it was like a 35-minute version of the butt, and it was glorious. It was? Yeah. I love them. I really love them. on and on forever like Julie's butt. (laughs) Oh, my God. Damn. No, that's fine. I'm staying away from that. She's a wonderful girl, and I wish her all the best. <laughs> yeah, nice cover. Play another song. Quick, get away from this one. Shattered Dreams, the Steve Spears story. Yeah, you poor bastard. You think that'll work as, a, as my autobiographical uh, title? <laughs> yeah. You do? Yeah, or Wish I Had a Girl might work. <laughs> Wish I had a girl who walked like Oh, yeah. Wish I had that girl. You know, you can be a real SOB sometimes when you want to be. Thanks, buddy old pal. It's not show friends, it's show business. Tell me about Johnny Hates Jazz. An English pop group formed in 1986 and uh, named a, after a friend who actually really did hate jazz. It's a lousy bad name. It's a great name. Terrible. And actually they were uh, discovered at a jazz club. So go figure. Boy, that's not interesting at all either, Steve. Come on! You have a band named after jazz discovered in a jazz club after a friend who hates jazz? <laughs> you don't give a shit about jazz. Spearsy hates jazz too. Yeah, that's true. But no one's gonna name a band. Let's get on with this fiasco. I have a song for you next. That is pure '80s schmaltz. So much so that I really think you need to wear gloves when you listen to it. Would you like to come back in here for another hover? Yes. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen.
That was When I'm With You by Sheriff. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you drop your voice like that, chicks everywhere are going crazy. I'm serious. Really? You yeah, think? even the fur fiance said, you have a hot voice. No, she didn't. I swear to God, she said it. You know, Honestly, I, I guarantee <laughs> you're going to get emails from like some of our whack pack, and they're going to say, you know, oh my God, Steve, that was so hot. I play it over and over again. <laughs> I had to cool myself off in the snow. <laughs> You know, there's uh, days and afternoons I like to drive through your neighborhood when I know you're not around. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's terrible. <laughs> I like to I like to sit outside your door and hold up a big boombox and play when I'm with you. You know what? That's exactly what Jen wants is to trade me in for a lumpier model. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's time for Reader Mailbag. This is the segment of the show where Sean Daly picks out a couple of his favorite emails and reads them on the air. This week, I'm told there are two. Yes, emails. indeed, I have two emails I picked from the uh, the mail bin. Two great ones, as a matter of fact. Our first one, uh, first letter is from Jennifer from Midwest City, Oklahoma, and her email name is Rock and Pop Lover. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a dirty when I first read it, but now I, I realized that she just likes rock and pop. What do you think it was? I don't know, like a, what you do after the hover. Oh. <laughs> rock and pop. That's not good. Um, anyway, this is what Jennifer has to say. Dear Steve, I need your advice on something. Prom is coming up in a few weeks, and I need your help. Should I go? It's my senior year, but I have never been to a school dance. Ever. Should I wait for someone to invite me or just go by myself? Tell Sean I read his blog right after I read yours, Steve. I've been a loyal fan of your podcast for two years now and still enjoy it. Thanks for the fun. Jennifer from Midwest City, Oklahoma. Wow. Do you mean we have actually a, a listener under 40? We have a lot of teen listeners, actually. Not just that, but under 20. Yeah. Now I feel bad about the rock and pop lover you thing. feel bad. Jesus. It bores on criminal. God damn. I got to read this mail closer. I know. Anyway, do you have advice for Jennifer um, from Midwest City, Oklahoma? I say go because uh, you, I'm a firm believer in uh, you know what you learn from Pretty in Pink, which is um, you know what her friend, uh, Molly Ringwald's friend. You know what? Hold on a second. You giving advice to this poor young woman who is under 18 probably is just terrible. What? It's good, it's good ter- advice. Uh, all right, continue. No, I think you go to prom, because only by going to prom do you realize that you should not have gone to prom. <laughs> oh, and do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, I say go. If, if nobody asks you, then get a group of friends together and go. Just don't don't put too much pressure on yourself to make it a big night, because it's, it's always a disappointment. Like, like marriage... Like your career. Oh, Christ. Like life itself. Oh, God. We're not going to hear another sad sack Steve Spears story, <laughs> no. are we? Nah, we've said it all about prom. All right. The, I'm going to tell go. you what. I'm going to weed through all your shitty advice and say that Jennifer should go with her group of friends. That's probably the most solid thing you said, right? Yeah. And you think college is overrated. <laughs> Listen up, young youth of America. Steve Spears wants to say something. Culinary school. <laughs> All right, that was a good letter. Thank you, Jennifer, from Midwest City, Oklahoma, and thanks for listening to the show. My next one is an epic letter about Funyuns. Have you contacted Frito-Lay yet, Steve, about endorsement deals? Uh, We'll keep trading calls. I call them. (laughs) They're not in. They call me. I'm under sedation. (laughs) I call back. They're out. This is from our good friend Brandon Shoup, and Brandon says this. 
I have a humorous memory of Funyuns from my high school band days. Oh, shit. I can't believe I picked this one. High school band. I'm sorry. Just kidding. We were on an end-of-the-year bus trip to Disneyland, and one of my good friends had the unfortunate privilege of sitting next to one of the larger members of the color guard. You know the type of girl that wanted to be a cheerleader but had to use her substantial weight to heave large flags over her head? (laughs) Jesus, that's terrible. This poor girl decided to make a full bag of Funyuns her pre-nap snack. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. First of all, I just want to say I I like, um, I enjoy chunky but funky women. I would have dated a Funyun girl in high school. Even though she was in the flag guard? Why not? Anyway, she soon fell asleep with her gaping mouth facing my lucky band pal's sleeping face. He soon awoke to the smell of oniony burps and snores mere inches from his nose and yelled out an embarrassing tirade against the girl and her unpleasant choice of snack food. Needless to say, the harassment of this poor girl went on through the entire trip, and great efforts were made to hook my friend and the mad snacker up for the trip. Mad snacker. Whenever I see a bag of Funyuns, I am immediately brought back to my high school days, and I chuckle every time you bring the snack food up on the show. Keep up the good work on the podcast, and if you ever decide to do a show about the great movie Can't Buy Me Love, I would be more than happy to do a video segment centered around the high school in the film, Tucson High. We remodeled the school for the movie, and I'm sure I can dig up the people who were around at the time of the filming. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, signed, Brandon Shoop. Thank you, Brandon. Um, a little hostile. A little hostile, the Funyun letter, but a good one nonetheless. No, it's, it's hostile about it. It's humorous. It's as advertised. Do you know who that heavy set girl was? Uh, it was a girl by the name of Cindy Crawford, Steve. That was the PS on here. <laughs> you actually looked at the letter, you dumbass. <laughs> anyway, good letters. Keep your letters coming. All Funyun letters. When are you mention Sean and/or Funyuns, there's a good sh- chance we will read your letter on the air. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, it's the segment of the show when we play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. And if you can name the 80s movie, you win a gift certificate from 80stees.com. Great prize. A very good prize. Yeah. they have. We're uh, becoming a real show now. Yeah, I know. They've got, if you go to their website, it's 80stees.com, obviously. And uh, they sell a lot of shirts um, uh, from TV shows and uh, movies from the 80s. I've been on that site. It's a great site. Yeah, I've ordered like 10 shirts from that over the years. And none of them fit very well. Well, you know, what can I say? That's not their fault. I'm it's entirely uh, yours. I'm a growing boy. You are. I'm growing You're growing in my heart. Yeah. And other parts of my body. <laughs> the uh, Anyway, here was last week's mystery clip. If our Lord wasn't testing us, how would you account for the proliferation these days of this obscene rock and roll music? Obviously, that's John Lithgow and Footloose. I didn't fool anybody this time around. No, we had tons, tons of winners. You want to hear them? Go for it. Mike Metcalf. Call sign Viper. From Bellingham, Massachusetts. We had Andy from Lemonster, Massachusetts. Alan Lindsay. Jessica Seda Ruiz. Our buddy Craig Gossage. um, Seal Smith. Carlos M. Hernandez. Greg Blauk. Jennifer from Midwest City, Oklahoma. Wow, she's getting a lot of pub. Jane in St. Pete and Marissa in Illinois. And I uh, am willing to guess that I botched at least two of those names. And one of them wasn't Marissa. No. Anyway, listen carefully. Here is this week's challenge. 
She hates my butt. And it's such a cute butt. Sean, any guesses? I am not that smart. Well, if you are smart enough and you want that gift certificate, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com because only Sean Daly is certified to call you a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the segment of the show where we play a piece of a song from the 80s. And if you can name the song and if you can name the artist, because not everyone can get them both, you can also win that same gift certificate for uh, 80stees.com. And uh, last week's tune was very challenging. So challenging that only one person got it right. Here it is one more time. Sean Daly, don't even tell me that you know the name of this week's song. This, believe it or not, the first time I was married, my first marriage, this was the song we danced to, our very first dance at our wedding. It is Big Lizard in My Backyard by the Dead Milkman. Am I correct? (laughs) Yes, it is. And I'm shocked and uh, awed (laughs) at the same time. Only one winner this week, the great Brandon Shoup. Wow, Brandon's getting a lot of pub, too. I know. Uh, at least somebody got it. I, I was a big fan of uh, the Dead Milkman when they were around. Anyway, are you ready for this week's tune? I am. Here it comes. Hmm. Curious. Don't ask me. I won't ask. I don't know. Okay. Hey, if you do know, email us at stuckin80s at tampabay.com, because only stuck in the 80s can call you... Hi, Stephen Sean. It's Marissa, your girl in Kankakee, Illinois. You know, I'm pretty sure I'll never get a signed bag of Funyuns from Sean, but that's okay, because as long as I'm always stuck in the 80s, I will forever be a wiener. Ah, fan greeting by the lovely Marissa. Hey, when she says wiener, she means it. <laughs> Let's just move on from there. Hey, we Shall got we? two more songs in the 1988 uh, One Hit Wonders list, and I like them both. I love them both. You do? I do. Let's waste no more time then. Let's cue up the first one. Changes, changes everything. Love changes everything. I love this song. The Great Climby Fisher. The Great Climby Fisher. Not a single person, but a uh, pop duo from the UK. Larry Climby and, uh, and Ferdinand Fisher. <laughs> Ferdinand Fisher. Simon Climby and uh, Rob Fisher. Also known as the uh, former Naked Eyes keyboardist. I love Naked Eyes. I loves me some Naked Eyes. I want to get Naked Eyes. I'd like to get that album on vinyl that has um, always something there to remind me and Promises, Promises. 
I like them a lot. They are good. You're looking at me as if perhaps I'm not being sincere, but I did enjoy Naked Eyes. You know you do have a sincerity problem. It's I know. Well I'm documented. really working on it. I'm really actually working good. on it. I actually almost believed it there for a second. Do you think Do you think more chicks would like me if I really worked on my sincerity? Let me think for a second. <laughs> would, would women, or as Sean calls them, chicks, find Sean more appealing if he embraced a quality they call sincerity? <laughs> You know what? Mm. You're so full of shit, and the world doesn't know it. Steve's so sensitive. So sick of your crap. Well, this world, we got one more song to do, and then this relationship never has to happen again. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, they were known for their hit, Love Changes Everything, reached number two in the UK. Yeah, I'd love to have Climbing Fisher on my iPod, actually, hint, hint. Maybe somebody will send me a little special something email. Like they did, my friends David Pierkowski Emerson sent me Best Man in the World. Great song from the, last, yeah. from the last podcast MP3s. on the great songs from the bad movies. Our, our, our listeners are very good to me, Steve. Uh, sad to say, I hate to put us on a down note here, Climby Fisher will not be reuniting anytime soon. Uh, Rob Fisher died, actually, in 1999 during surgery. Uh, Simon Climby has gone on to become a producer and a co-writer and a musician on many more uh, recent albums, such as uh, the work of Eric Clapton. So... Uh, that's very depressing. Stuff. Love does change everything. It it's out. very sad. Can you end this podcast on a happy I note? I can though? end this podcast on a happy note because I have saved my favorite song from 1988 for last. Are you ready for it? I am. Here goes. Ah, the magic that is boy meets girl. That's another bad band name. It is a bad band. I'm not going to give you a a fight on that one. Um, Consisting of keyboardist and vocalist George Merrill and his uh, singer, soon-to-be wife, Shannon Rubicam. Really? And uh, this song was originally written for Whitney Houston, but was rejected as unsuitable, believe it or not. Um, Actually, the two of them would actually go on to uh, write a lot of songs, even though they only recorded that one hit. They did write other songs, including a lot of ones for Whitney Houston, including How Will I Know. And I Want to Dance with Somebody. You know what? I was thinking, honestly, that that kind of sounded like that. And they also, uh, Boy Meets Girls actually performs the backing vocals for Denise Williams on Let's Hear It for the Boy. Let's hear it for the boy. If um, we ever remake uh, Footloose here, we have a a theater production staff at the St. Pete Times. You'd be perfect for the Chris, uh, Chris Penn part. Of Footloose. Really? Because I can't dance? You would, you would teach me to dance? We would wear like matching uh, I wouldn't Walkmans? Even, I, I, wouldn't be, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be Ren. I'd be oh, like, you know, could, oh, you'd guy be the, in pew number three. You'd be that one dick that I get to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be the a-hole. Yeah. Nice. That means you get to have sex with uh, Lori Singer. You don't like her. That's exactly. I don't like her. There's something wrong with her face. She looks like a flounder. <laughs> she doesn't look like a flounder. Yeah, she does. I don't like her. And I get to have uh, sex with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Because in the reproduction, it, it's, it's, it carries a very hard R rating. <laughs> a hard R. Yeah, so that wraps it up for 1988. We're going to let Boy Meets Girl take us out as uh, Sean and I remain sadly, <laughs> sadly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by TampaBay.com, the official website of the St. Petersburg Times. Special thanks to Germany's Czech Battery Daily for providing this song for the opening credits. 
Read the Stuck in the 80s blog at blogs.tempe.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. And I want to thank my friends David, David Peterkovsky and Marissa for sending me an MP3. Why is so funny? Do it one more time. I can't. I can't. Come on, you're so close. I'm breaking down.